This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the MLB Extras Rays podcast. Tim McMaster here along with our Rays reporter Juan Toribio. We continue to get you ready for spring training on the podcast this week. We'll break down the catcher and designated hitter spots for this Rays team. And we'll also check in on some JT Real Muto trade rumors as the Rays haven't been ruled out. And maybe that's going to wrap itself up pretty soon, whether it's the Rays or another team. It seems like the market for Real Muto, there may be a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. But let's start with the catcher DH spots one. And we'll start with the catching as this team made a move to solidify that position. They went out. Traded for Mike Zanino. They get him from Seattle Mariners, two teams that love to make deals, and they got Zanino this offseason. Here's a guy who really struggled offensively in 2018, but was pretty effective offensively in 2017 when he hit 25 home runs. But you know what you're getting defensively, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's he's one of the best defensive catchers in baseball. Um, obviously, like you mentioned, he had a he had a really good year at the plate in 2017 struggle last season but the Rays you know the Rays are built on pitching and they they're, they're going to continue to build build on pitching and they needed a catcher to kind of solidify that that's that spot and they couldn't get a, a better defensive catcher than Zunino um getting a right-handed hitting catcher was a, was a big priority for the Rays entering the offseason and they wasted no time like you mentioned the bromance between the the, the Mariners and the Rays they they kind of came to terms quickly on a Dion Zunino in November and they they sh- the Rays shipped it off. Malik Smith was kind of a fan a fan favorite over here in Tampa. So it was a big it was a big deal. But they felt like it was an even even deal. It, it, it was more of a need thing for the Rays. But yeah, you know, twelve defensive runs saved for Zunino last season. Even even though he struggled with bat. And if he can, he can give the Rays a little bit more production at the plate, and that remains to be seen. Seen obviously he he struggled for the most part of his career aside from the year in twenty seventeen. Then the Rays have a pretty good bargain there with Zunino at, at five point something million, million dollars this season. So, yeah, adding a right-handed hitter, adding a right-handed hitter, adding a right-handed hitting catcher was a big thing for the Rays, and and Zunino definitely fit, fits that role. Yeah, it is interesting when he was coming out of college, uh, Florida, and he was a high draft pick. I think everybody thought he would be a real good two-way catcher, and the defense has been there. The offense inconsistent. He's shown that he can do it though, so we'll see how 2019 pans out. All right, there's some competition, I think, for the backup job. You mentioned Zanino being the right-handed bat, and it looks like the backup will be a left-handed bat, but Michael Perez is there, Nick Shufo there. How do you think that plays out? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be between those two guys, and I think Michael Perez probably has a leg up. He's he's a little bit older. He's 26 years old now. They he, you know, he made his major league debut last season after being acquired from the D-backs, but he, he's a guy who showed, who showed some promise, and he came in, um, to the Rays organization kind of with high praise on the defensive side, but he showed the ability to go to hit to all fields. He has he, he built this new routine that he gets a little tiny bat and he just kind of 
swings away with that before before grabbing a big bat, and that seemed to have helped him. He said he said that he felt he felt a lot more comfortable with the Rays, and he did a really good job behind the plate, learning on the fly. And you know, the Rays aren't the easiest team to kind of jump in midseason and and learn our whole pitching staff the way that they use the opener and bullpen days and and all that and all that kind of thing. So he did a really nice job for the Rays last season. And then Shoof was the other guy. He you know he his season started last season getting suspended for drug use. And then it ended with him making the big leagues in probably the funniest way I, I can probably think of. And, you know, after Adam Moore lost his they, – they had a trip to Toronto. Adam Moore lost his passport. They were in Cleveland before, and then he lost his passport in Cleveland. And then they needed a backup catcher, so Shufo kind of got the, 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 the nod there. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's another guy who the, who the Rays are high on. He's 23. But I, I think he's better suited – you know, starting the season in the minor league, getting a little bit more at bat. He's another defensive catcher. That's kind of what the Rays are known for. But it'll be. I think Perez probably has a leg up unless Shufo just kind of takes off during the spring. You mentioned that Shufo's only twenty three years old. Is he a guy that they picture that could be a number one down the road? I think they hope so. I mean, obviously that's that's the expectation. Hopefully everyone everyone has. But I mean, he was a first round draft pick, so they are high on him. Now it's just it's just a matter of him, you know, improving with his bat a little bit more. He had he had a better season in AAA last year than he than he has in previous years, but it's just a matter of consistency with him and 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 showing that he wants to, you know, work hard. And and the defense hasn't been a, a question for him. Obviously, he's he's one of the best defensive catchers in the organization. But it's for him, it's all about the bat and how he progresses with that. If if his bat can be somewhat, you know, more than serviceable. I think I think there's a pretty good chance that he can eventually take over that spot. Yeah, and it makes sense that if he's a guy that they do have a hope that of him being a number one down the road, you want him getting more at bats in AAA than than being a backup on the big league club. All right, let's transition to the DH spot now. And we talked about Avi Garcia when he signed, uh, when we did the outfield uh, version of this around the horn. But realistically, he'll probably spend more time at DH than the outfield. Do you think he's a guy that's in there? I don't know, more than 100 games, or do they want to rotate the DH spot around a lot of players? Well, it all depends what Avi Garcia does. If he if he's the Avi Garcia from 2017, then absolutely. He's going to he's gonna play over 100 games. He'll be in the lineup more days than he's not. If he's the 2018 Avi Garcia, then, you know, that becomes a little bit more tricky. Yeah, G-Man Choi is obviously still there. And G-Man, the, the the unique thing with G-Man is he's he's mostly a DH. He could play a little bit of first base, but most of the time you're going to see him in the lineup as a DH. But there could be a platoon. G-Man was a lot better last season against left hand against right-handed pitching. He had 280 against right-handers, had 136 against left-handers. And then Avi Garcia is, is the complete opposite. He's a lot better against left-handed pitching, struggles against right-handed pitching. So it, it all depends on which Garcia the Rays can get. If they get, Like I said, if they get the 2018 Garcia – He'll be somewhat around the ninety. You know, he'll get close to the hundred games because he'll he'll play a little bit of outfield, and they need his bat in the lineup more days than they they don't. But if if he's a twenty seventeen Avi Garcia, then he's he's gonna be somewhere around that one hundred and fifteen, one hundred and twenty game mark next season. Yeah, sounds like a perfect platoon type situation. Both guys twenty seven years old. How to remind people of that split for Garcia twenty seventeen. He hit 330 with 18 homers, 80 RBIs last year, 236, actually hit 19 homers and just 49 RBIs. So just definitely a different player. Um, And a lot of people thought he would regress because of the peripheral numbers after that 2017 season, but maybe not as much as he did. 
All right, one more topic to get to you, and that is JT Realmuto. We talk about the catchers and Zanino and Perez and Shufo. That could all be blown up if the Rays kind of surprise people and go out and make a deal for JT Realmuto. What are you hearing about that? It seems like there's still five or maybe six teams that are still involved, at least in discussions with the Marlins. Yeah, definitely. The Rays are definitely one of those teams. And like you said, if if the Rays can acquire Real Muto, then everything we just talked about is just kind of it's kind of meaningless now. Real Muto will definitely slot into the, the starting position there at catcher. You know, any any time you can you can get the best player in any position, you know, you, you're gonna try and get and get that. And the Rays don't usually have that that opportunity. So, yeah, Real Muto only has two years of control left, but he he's definitely a difference maker. He he's he's a person that he's good defensively. He's a good athlete. He can he could play a little bit of first base if the, if the Rays need him to. So he's definitely he's definitely an interesting situation there. The Rays have a great package to offer them if, if that's the route that they end up going. Obviously, the Marlins won a lot, which is which is rightfully so. That's their best player. But if the Rays can kind of you know um, do a little something with, with Jesus Sanchez, an outfielder, outfielding prospect, maybe add Zunino on the way back, and I'm sure the Marlins are going to want a couple of pitching prospects, which the Rays have up and down their, their farm system. So the, the race would eventually will be a, a good match. Now it just depends on if the Rays are willing to ship off three or four players for a two-year guy. Yeah, it is interesting. You think about the different teams involved. If the Dodgers were to go ahead and pull the trigger, as they seem to maybe be the front runner, you think they would then try to sign Real Muto to an extension? I would think the Rays would not try to do that just from a money standpoint. Um, the package from the Dodgers seems to be surrounding Kebert Ruiz, who is their number two prospect and is a catcher. I think a catcher would have to go back. So you you made the point of Zanino, and that makes all the sense in the world because the Marlins really don't have a catcher if they trade Real Muto. So somebody has to return. But it's interesting, and I think it would be a great, personally, great move for the Rays because – you know what? You want to keep that window open if you're the Rays, certainly. But they have a loaded system right now, so there's going to be more players coming. They can afford to trade some prospects. And when you're in that division with the Red Sox and Yankees, make that big move, right? Make the move for Rio Muto. Get the best player at a specific position and, and try to get one of those wildcard spots. That makes sense to me. Do you like? Would you be in favor of them pulling that trigger? Absolutely. If, if that's the piece that they feel they're, they're, they need, to get over the hump, then absolutely. And I, and I think it's interesting that the Rays have been linked to DJ LeMayhew and Josh Harrison, which are infielders. But if you look at the if you look at the current roster, you know they have five or six infielders. So it's it's kind of a it's kind of a logjam there at, at infield. Yeah, they're still looking for another one. So maybe if they get another one, maybe they can throw in a Daniel Robertson, uh, you know Joey Wendell, maybe maybe Matt Duffy in a package there to the Marlins because I know the Marlins one one of those guys in the zero three. Um, service time, so maybe you know maybe that's that's one reasoning behind it. I, I do think that the Rays, if if they believe that Real Muto puts them over the top from the ninety wins to maybe a 94, 95 to get into one of those wild card spots, and I think you definitely have to go for it. All right, we will keep an eye on that uh, throughout the rest of the off season with this podcast as we continue to get you ready for 2019. You can find Juan on Twitter at Juan C. Terribio. I'm on there at MLB underscore McMaster. This podcast and all of our club podcasts here at MLB.com can be found at MLB.com backslash podcast. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. 
as well. That'll do it for this edition of our Rays podcast. For Juan Toribio, I'm Tim McMaster. Thank you for listening.